0: The last time that you or anyone you know who follows the Pittsburgh Baseball Club felt really, really good about that particular thing. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovachewich of VK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and/or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 4, Phillies 3, yesterday. In Bradenton FLA and within that within that Andrew McCutcheon hit a two-run homer fastball up a little bit outer half of the plate got all of it way up high really hard meaning the trajectory to the outfield and just a little bit right of center it was the classic cut shot and then he's got that little skip. You know, he takes those short little steps whenever he's doing his home run trot. You cannot picture it as I say that. And there goes number 22 in black and gold and the people who are there at Lee Comm Park who've been cheering him on. Like he's having his own homecoming in the Pirates' spring home, which is actually kind of a pretty neat thing. I mean, they've been there since 1969. Those people take their own ownership of the Pirates. And in that moment, everything just feels okay. You know, you're not thinking about payroll. You're not thinking about Bob Nutting. You're not thinking about the lack of a salary cap. You're not thinking about all those things that have contributed in various forms and in various orders to holding this franchise down. Because there goes Kutch. Not all that long ago, Kutch made all things seem possible in Pittsburgh. And I got to tell you, I couldn't help but think about what that same scene would look like at PNC Park if he were able to do it for the home opener. Oh, I just got you now, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Just just picture the roar. Imagine in your head the scope of that sound in that stadium when Those people will have realized that they just witnessed something special, even if it's just for the moment, even if it's part of a season in which he ends up with, you know, the kind of numbers that you'd expect from a 36-year-old formerly great player. If he ends up with, I don't know, uh, 17 home runs like he did last season in Milwaukee, that's a pretty nice number, Uh, you know, and a decent average OBP, steal some bases thanks to the new rules, a little bit of help there. Does his share of contributing to the Pirates' share of winning and getting a little bit better. But just right then and there, as that ball were to sail over the fence in the direction of the Allegheny River, just, yeah, yeah, that. Here's what the man himself had to say after the game about that home run. That was a no doubter, so, you know, you can, get, you can get away with a lot of cheap ones, you know, in, in spring training, yeah. winds blowing 25 miles and straight out, you hit it off the end and pop it up, it goes out. you know, but to be able to, um, when, you, when you hit one that you know is going to be one, you know, it feels good, you know, I, I, the, the good part about it is to be able to do it the way that I did. Um, you know, to go opposite field, um, for me that's always been my bread and butter, so um, to be able to do that lets me know that I'm in a really good spot. Um, I felt like I, at times I could do it last year, um, but you know, this, this year, you know uh, that's something I really worked on getting back to. So, it's nice to be able to do that and hit the wall the way that I did. You get the homer, of course, really good. And, um, yeah. yeah, so I hope this just maintain and keep it. Don't yeah, forget than that. He's having a nice little spring, by the way, but nothing spectacular. Six for 20 at the plate. That's a 300 batting average. Three walks puts his on-base percentage at 391. These are all numbers. If he hit in the regular season, uh, you'd be ecstatic over. So, you know, just take it for what it is. He, he hasn't had all that much pop. Uh, until this home run, and I'm sure that's the reason that, as you heard there from uh, his voice, there's a little bit of an extra hop to it. But I'm going to share something else with you, because I've covered with all three of Pittsburgh's teams scenarios in which a great player or a formerly great player left Pittsburgh and then came back. It's not a really long list, but they've happened. And when they do, There's something about being in front of the home crowd that expects you to excel that allows you to do that. Maybe it's because it jogs different parts of the memory or even muscle memory where you feel like, yeah, this is how this is supposed to be. You know, whenever Kutch was coming up to bat, in Philadelphia or in San Francisco or Milwaukee or whatever it was, I covered a lot of his games with those teams in those parks. Every one of his games, as a matter of fact, last season in Milwaukee against the Pirates. And I got to tell you, when he was introduced to the crowd, and this is a crowd that's pretty much into the Brewers on a regular basis, he's just a guy. They'd have a bigger response for Rowdy Telez. They had a bigger response for most of their lineup than when Kutch would come up. Not that they were disrespectful or anything. They just don't know. They can't know. And they don't have the same feeling that we're going to have in Pittsburgh when he steps into the box, when his name is announced. Not just for the first at bat, although that's going to be special for a while. You're going to see through the entire first homestand, I'll predict right now, a series of standing ovations with the first at bat of his in each game. And then from there, every time he's introduced, you're gonna hear at least polite applause. It's human nature that he's gonna feed off of that. Now, it can also work in the reverse because he could feel pressure and then you know that he wouldn't have felt in Milwaukee and maybe try to do things that he no longer can do, but I don't think so. This is someone who was born with just a wealth of confidence faith in himself and his abilities i think it's going to be a big boost to him i think you're going to see a very fun version of kutch this coming summer when we come back j1q this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of Steak on a stone Today's J1Q is so far off the rails that I love it. Daniel asks, why is it called a clubhouse in baseball, but it's a locker room in football, basketball, and hockey? Well, take this, Daniel, from someone who runs the editorial operation at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'm the one who assigns whatever our style is. That's what it's known in the news business. We follow the Associated Press's style, the AP style book. And in baseball, it is still known as the clubhouse. You will hear the players and the manager and everyone else in their world refer to it only as the clubhouse. Whereas, as your question suggests, every other sport calls it a locker room. The rooms themselves aren't any different, but baseball has a different name. Well, why? Well, baseball's always got to be different. You hear me say that all the time. However, there's actually a reasoning. this, Going back a long, long time ago, baseball locker rooms used to actually be these little clubhouses that were outside the field area, that weren't connected to the dugout in any way, that were usually out beyond the outfield. Now, that predates me in the world of the Pirates, because I have no idea where any of that was at Forbes Field. Although I'd have to imagine from some of the, the film of the post-game celebration following Bill Mazeroski's home run that it couldn't have been very far from the field. So I'm thinking that it was, in fact, under the stance. But I don't know that. Here's what I do know. In Bradenton, at what's now Lee Com Park, used to be McKechnie Field for many, many, many years— There was, in fact, a clubhouse that was out beyond right field. This old school looking, no windows piece of cement that the team utilized, not just for the locker room, but also for the athletic trainers, manager's office and everything. And it was pretty cramped. It needed to be replaced. And to the Pirates credit a half a decade ago, they got that done and made themselves just a beautiful facility out there. guess what? It's still a little house. It's still a standalone structure. And therefore, it is still, yeah, a clubhouse. Because that's where the term comes from. Very similar to golf. Where do the golfers all go after the 18th hole? They go to the clubhouse and they sit in there and they watch the monitor to see how everyone else is doing. It's a clubhouse. It's still a clubhouse. I hope that sticks. Even as you get into some of the Bigger spring facilities now the big ones like the the one the Red Sox have in Fort Myers that holds about eight thousand, the huge one the Yankees have in Tampa that holds ten thousand that you try to keep as much of that as possible. Baseball loves its past like no other sport, and I love the fact that it 's still called a clubhouse. I appreciate the question. I wish i 'd get more like this. This is fun. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. The team is actually off today, and they'll be back in action tomorrow in Bradenton. Thanks for listening.